For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Okay, welcome back, guys. This is Believe in Rams. I'm Jake Ellenbogen. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Cam Lynch. And today, we're talking about, well, just kind of what's going on in the world of the Rams. (laughs) I mean, we're not talking about a playoff game, unfortunately, but... You know, Eric Henderson, uh, defensive line coach, some thought might be able to step up uh, for Raheem as a defensive coordinator if he were to leave. Well, he's hightailing it out of here. He's going to USC, uh, going to have a big role there. So, you know, you got to give him. USC guy. Got another USC yeah. guy coming on the show today. So excited to talk about that. And yeah, it's Jake, you talked about Raheem Morris. Like, he may not be here next year. You mentioned that. Unfortunately, we're out of the playoffs. We're watching from Cancun now as Rams fans. And, <laughs> Yeah, Raheem Morris may not. Hey, he may not. He may not be there next year, bro. It's sad. It's sad. It is sad. But I mean, you and I both are kind of rooting for him on another level, as opposed to some other fans that may want him to leave for other reasons. You and I kind of it's like we selfishly want him back because that's great. It helps the defense. And I mean, I'm a huge fan of his. But, you know, you root for promotion, especially a guy that this guy. This guy hasn't gotten his second opportunity and it makes me sour, but we're not going to get into that because I was a little sour in the last episode about, you know what? So <laughs> I'm still a little uh, sour. I mean, Hey, it's uh, okay to be a little sour, but it's 48 hour rules come as come along. So Jake, we do have to look forward and onward. Uh, we have, do have a guest coming on later today. So I'm gonna have my shades on for a little bit, Jake. I'm gonna pull the <laughs> Deion Sanders on them, you know, but yeah, man, it's, it, well, you have every season. reason because they beat both of your teams. I mean, come yeah. on, man. This I mean, Lions beat Rams and but I mean, gave them both the butt whooping. And Jake, I, I mean, I've been I've been saying it, bro. Rent like Lions and Ravens in the Super Bowl. I mean, the Lions they were they're playing at a different level, bro. We talked about the Higby issue. We talked about uh, Matthew Stafford saying, "Hey, bro, good hit, but you're dirty AF." Like we talked about. I that. love they that. Had, oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, that was that was gold, and that's why Matthew Stafford's one of the greatest man. I think you've been singing his name, every his praises, and we saw that stat come out with Puka, Cooper Cup, you know, and Megatron being re- on the receiving end of his grace, you know, like that's you can't beat that. You can't beat that. So Matthew Stafford, man, caps off, brother. No, you really can't beat that. Stafford is just a different breed. And I'll tell you right now, uh, there's no love lost there. Uh, I, I think he's coming back next year and yeah. he is, he's coming back. Like if he, you know, when he plays the lions, which will happen, they are on the yeah. schedule. He's not going to take any prisoners, man. I'm telling you right now, I think they, they awoke Stafford. I think that you, you saw it at the end of the game. Like I'm happy for the players not the fans did yeah. not say the fans and yeah. I don't blame them. If I was nice. getting booed, if I didn't, if my 12 years didn't matter uh, all of a sudden, yeah. then I'd be like, all right, other, you got players from other teams that played over the lines. It was a Slayton or somebody. They was like, Whoa, fam. Like that's not, that's not cool. And yeah. Uh, Darius Slay. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, Bring yeah. him on over as a, as a fourth corner. I mean, I know he's kind of getting older and you know, he's not as good as he used to be, but for, for the cheap, I bring him, on because uh 
that what do you think we need jake what do you think we need i mean now that we're done the game is done what do you think we need bro just kind of off the cup i know you have other shows and stuff you've been well, sharing your thoughts but what do you, you need there you you know what i'm gonna say i don't know i, I don't know bro I, e d g e <laughs> man they need an edge defender i mean i like hoyt as a third guy or a fourth guy i really like byron young Cam hates Michael Hoyt apparently, but no, 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 no. hates a strong word. Hates I'm a strong mess. word. I'm I love, I love Hoyt. I think I just hate the scheme that he was putting. No, in. you I do hate the scheme. Hate I'm the messing scheme. with you, of course. But I, 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 I caught you. I caught you. You're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Make sure I was awake here. Hey, yeah. Hey, hey. I'm watching. You. <laughs> um, but no, no. You and I both like Hoyt. It's just yeah. asking him to do what he has to do. He's not that guy like you know he he's a guy <laughs> you're not that guy pal uh but no i like hoy i mean i don't even know if he'll be brought back um really like the strides byron young made really like yeah. the strides kobe turner made i mean the how long kobe is turner ad singing, gonna be there you know jake sorry kobe turner can we just pause on that name my man singing at the la kings game i think i sent it to you that was i like that he didn't deviate away from the actual like song you know how everyone has to go like yeah. Ah, yeah. like you know he just yeah yeah but uh, he was having a great time. Puka was there. Steve yeah. Avila was there. Jake, what's that? What's that thing? The uh, that cleans the ice again. Uh, you go to a lot of hockey. I go to some hockey games too. But what's the thing that cleans the ice? Oh, uh, oh my you god! About those things. Yeah, he was, he was he was riding on that thing that cleans the ice. Zamboni. The Zamboni. That imagine is such a I'm, weird name. Imagine man. starting a Zamboni business, Jake. Imagine being like, yeah, I play Zamboni. <laughs> what? And teams need them. Teams I mean, you start a Zamboni <laughs> business and you're, you know, at Staples Center or wherever, yeah. you might have a Puka Nakua riding along with you. So, you I mean. That paycheck too, bro. It's one of those ugly jobs that people don't pay attention to. Zam, I'm going to look into that this podcast. Zamboni <laughs> business. <laughs> Cam Lynch, Zamboni driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and owner. <laughs> and owner. Yeah. Owner Kobe of Turner, said Zamboni. Kobe I mean, Turner, a great job in singing the yeah. LA Kings game. No, but I, I think you know, wh like, what's the deal with AD? I, I don't know if this is his last year. I know it's his last year on the contract, Yeah. but what, pass you know, what does that look like? Pass the torch. You know, you got that. You got Kobe Turner, man. Pass the torch, man. You see it. Jordan love Jake. We're seeing like, okay, it's okay to, pass Oh, but he, the ball. he's got so much left in the tank. He like, yeah. I don't want him to go out like Barry Sanders. He, he retires on top. And let's be honest. He retired on top because he didn't want to leave the lions and the lions were never going to be good. So he hey, left. You, never, just, know, you, you know. never know what's going on inside Jake. Like Tom Brady. Hey, Tom Brady jacked it up. I'm not going to say he jacked it well, up. Jake, but well, I feel like he could, he could have let go of that last year. I think he could have been like, all right, guys, he just didn't want the Rams to retire him. We all know it. It's like, and it's also too like. <laughs> also, too, it's like the Muhammad Ali piece. Like you go back and watch their fights. It's like, Muhammad, you're the best, bro. Come on. Come on. You're 50, dog. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, Same yeah. LeBron, I just hope some of these players that are on the top of their game just don't just don't spoil towards the end. The Mike you know? Tyson, uh, Roy Jones Jr. fight. Like, all right, we love you guys. Right. But like, what the hell, man? Yeah. Come on. Six, 65 years old on each side. I think it was Rick like Rick Flair is doing it. I'm like, all right, Rick. Rick's in Tampa. Jacob, we see Rick Flair all the time in Tampa. Uh, you know, I live in Tampa. He's down there, uh, <laughs> downtown, and we see him. He doesn't live close to you, right? How do you sleep at night if he's going, woo, all the <laughs> How does all of Tampa sleep there? No, there's a lot of wrestlers out there. But, yeah, man, sometimes you uh, don't want to pass the torch, man. He has a, a great family. Uh, AD's done it all at this point. What else do you have to do to say, hey, I'm the best person on this field at all times? Whenever AD is playing, he's the best at all times. Come on, bro. Just if you need to do it, it's okay. We're we not gonna. Be, I'm not gonna be mad, Jake. Are you gonna be mad if Aaron if Aaron retires? 
I'd be mad. I'd be mad. Well, if he went to another team, that's not happening though. He's going to get a statue outside of SoFi. It's going to be the one where he's pointing to his ring finger. I mean, you know, you already know it. He's going to get a statue. Um, and, and you know, rightfully so he's the greatest player of all time. In my opinion, like I truly believe that Um, of all time, like of all football players ever. Yeah. Okay. Over Brady. Yeah. Because Brady, I don't think was as good at quarterback as Aaron Donald is a defensive line. Like, I mean, that's the thing is that if you can even, if there's even an argument for Tom Brady, there shouldn't be any for Aaron Donald. No one's ever done what Donald does. You're saying more so best player ever or skilled like yeah we got definitely most accomplished categories. most accomplished is brady but the most i i think the greatest is donald i think the best is donald i think the yeah, so more like, talented like player jordan, lebron james michael jordan the lebron james thing is that what this well is? i don't want to take anything away from either of those two because yeah, uh, okay. i think you can go either or i mean personally i think yeah. lebron's the goat but i i wouldn't be like oh jordan jordan's not the good you know what i mean i'd just be like okay like i disagree but i hey, respect don't it for, jake don't forget i know we're talking about the rams and aaron donald and tom brady but don't forget about patty mahomes my boy <laughs> he hey. uh he's pretty damn good because hey. that kansas city chiefs team is not very hey. good and he's carrying them kicking and screaming to the afc championship and game the swift is swag surfing and maybe to the super bowl what you think no oh uh, man must be nice to to get to play the the Miami Dolphins in the first round. Good lord! Can you imagine if the Rams played the Dolphins? That would I have mean, been an absolute drubbing. Jay, the Dolphins were looking the most looking like the most dangerous team. Actually, no Jay, way. They haven't the, played anybody. Right. Everybody right. that they played, I said this. Everybody the they Bills play, and, they lose. It was the to. Bills and Dolphins game, right? The Bills yeah. and Dolphins game that the Bills exposed in like week five or six, and then we were like, wait, what's that one meme with the dudes like drinking his beer on the couch and like smoking a cigarette? And he's like, oh, 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 like, hey, oh yeah, at that moment. At that moment, I knew the Dolphins, you know, it was like they were pretenders for sure. They were pretenders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard uh, just knowing the Rams should probably be in the the NFC Championship game and, you know, play in the 49ers. I mean... Those Lions, hey, those Lions, boy, hey, hey. hey, There's some badasses over here. Aiden Hutchinson, (laughs) go ahead, Jake, go ahead. And Melifonwu, we talked about Melifonwu and Jake on the show. Hey, that was my guy. Melifon, orange guy got two sacks. I mean, he, he had the AR. I mean, oh, and then Jake, the, the man coverage on Mike Evans in the red zone. Melifon was on him then, too. So I think when we do our, our ranked list of best safeties, we might got to put him on there. And, hey, hats off to that Lions team, that defense, Jake. At the end of the day, playoffs, you pack your defense, you pack your special teams, and that defense was playing ball. That They, they, were, they were biting ankles and biting knees for literally, bro. Like, and he needs to get a fine. That's that DB needs to get a fine, Jake. He needs to. And I told my wife this: if people see him on the street, you know, at, on the street at Super Bowl, if they're not there, they need to go ahead and talk to him at a workout. Like, yo, bro, hey, <laughs> this is the brotherhood, you know. Like Jake, I mentioned this with Eric Dickerson. You know, when we're older, we get older. Tyler Higgins gonna remember that that knee. He's like, dang man, that really changed my career, bro. Like now this and now that, and that you know that athlete's gonna feel bad about that, and that's that's not allowed in our game. And so I think we need to have a conversation with him in the offseason. Like, hey, great job this year. Good job on your success. But you can't take players out the game. It's not acceptable. So hopefully the NFL finds him appropriately. And that's 50 bands, 100 bands, whatever that is. Jake gets a lot of money and he can pay for it. They did not find him. 
<laughs> but man, Cam, I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut in there because you were just spitting. You were absolutely spitting facts. Sick. I mean, I'm sick. And I'm I love sick. it because you're a defensive player saying that, bro. Jake, that I mean, tells I, you exactly how Greg, it is. I play for Greg Williams, Jake, and I that you you you're on the line. You know, we want to be on the line as a defense. You want to be a dangerous team. You want to be like guys, like Tom Brady said, don't throw the ball over the middle where Ray Lewis is playing. Period. Same thing with Roquan Smith. He's going out there to knock people's heads off. And Tom Brady mentioned that. And that's what the Lions are bringing that old school football back. And it's dangerous. And <clears throat> at Super Bowl, I mean, they're striking fear in people's hearts, bro. Mike Evans came across the middle and dropped the ball. And they intercepted the, the football in the first series. Yo, Mike Evans didn't want that smoke, bruh. I was like, is he injured? What's going on? Mike, those guys are hitting Jake. And he started to heat up later on. <laughs> you know, Mike knew, he that did. People, Mike knew that people were going to be on his back. And he started heating up. He started tearing the Lions up. <clears throat> and But at first, Jake, the Lions sent a message. That stadium was loud. And Jake, I'll tell you this. when you, Whenever you can hear a crowd through the screen, that's when you know that you can't, you can't even. If you're this far away on the field, you can't even hear the other man speak or the person speak. That's how you know that's it's turned up. And the Lions... Hey, bro, they looking spooky, my boy. Well, uh, they got everybody on their side, uh, regardless of how some of the fans wanted to treat others on the other side. Uh, they got <laughs> nice. everyone on their yeah. side this week because I'll Be tell nice. you right now, with the 49ers, you don't oh, you don't yeah. root for the Go 49ers if you're a Rams fan. Come on Go now. Get him. Jordan Love almost got him, Jake. If he didn't throw the ball across his shoulders, like uh, we tell the elementary kids, hey. If Anders Carlson could actually kick field goals, man, that thing... Psh, no, Jordan. No, at the end of the day, Jordan loves a little young. He should not throw that ball across. His no, body, it was bro. it was bad. But I mean, he was pretty much he was great the, the whole game. Is, aside I mean, from he, that one he throw, Greenlaw, Jake. Um, my thing is that like, he paid Dre Greenlaw. Say, hey, bro, go ahead and pick these balls off so you don't go to the playoffs. I'm gonna get. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not ready. Do you, deal? <laughs> do you have a deal? Because you know, he threw him two interceptions, and I I'm not buying that. Dre Greenlaw is good. He's on our top ten, but we gotta make him number two now because he looked at making Jordan Love look crazy. Man, that had me hot. I'm sorry, man. We not all the Packers. We on the Rams, bro. <laughs> I I hear you, man. Well, we got to get to the interview with uh, Rodney Pete, who's coming on USC yeah. Trojan. You guys know, obviously, NFL yeah. quarterback. But Cam, take us away with underdog fantasy. Fantasy, underdog fantasy. You can start playing Pick'em or Weekly Fantasy for any sport today. Users will receive a 100% deposit match up to $100 if they use promo code BELIEVINRAMS at sign up. Start playing Pick'em and Weekly Fantasy Football today with Underdog Fantasy. You heard him, folks. And just letting you guys know that Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs this season. Get the latest odds, lines, and match reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Use promo code uh, BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, you guys enjoy the rest of the show. We bring on Rodney Pete. All right, we are back and we are joined here with former NFL quarterback and a voice in the LA radio uh, landscape, Rogan and Rodney uh, co-host, Rodney Pete. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good, fellas. How are you guys? I'm yeah. good over here. <laughs> I was about to say, hey, I'm going to put my shades on, Rod, because I know, I know you're in L.A. and everything, but hey, feelings is hurting. Feelings is hurting being an L.A. Ram oh, and a, no. a Buccaneer. 
Uh, we were watching. I was watching some of your highlights before we hopped on, and I saw you beat the Buccaneers and the Creamsicles, and I saw you beat the Rams in St. Louis. And so, just seeing just seeing those butt whoopings, man, got to give our hats off to you. Uh, the Lions are crushing it right now. We got a lot of Rams folks from the Rams front office uh, mm-hmm. at that facility and finding a lot of success. Right. So. Um, I know Jake's going to kick us off, but we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And, you know, you're here in L.A. as well, so you probably want to cr- come across a lot of these people as well. So just curious your thoughts and um, how you're feeling about the season for the Lions so far. Uh, well, um, first of all, I'm, I'm very excited about the Lions. They still, um, you know, obviously still in it. Got a chance to go to San Francisco and, and, and get to their first Super Bowl ever. Um, my son and I, my son RJ and I, we went back to the game against Tampa Bay. And <laughs> when I tell you um, – you know, I, I played there five years, and we had some ups and downs and some some big moments. But man, when I tell you that place was as loud as I've ever heard ever heard any stadium uh, in the NFL. Yeah, that Sunday was crazy and was bananas. The town, I think they were ready to go from. I'm getting chills <laughs> from from the moment they woke up in that morning, probably from the day before Saturday, getting ready for it. They were ready to go and. It showed, it showed, and, and it felt like, you know, the Lions, they, they definitely fed off that crowd. Um, but I was happy for that city of Detroit. I was also a little, you know, it was a little bittersweet for me. As much as I love the Lions and I, you know, they, they were the first team that, that I played for and they drafted me, so I got a lot of love mm-hmm. for them. Um, but my brother coaches the running backs for Tampa Bay. So oh. it was kind of <laughs> one of those, I'm, I'm, my heart is like, too, you know, Hoping the Lions kind of get there, but also family, man. Family is hard. My brother, I want him yeah. to get to the Super Bowl too. So it was yeah. a it was a tough day, but uh, turned out to be a really good game. It came down to the wire, and 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 the Lions won it, man. And I think they are a legit team that's got a chance to go to San Francisco, and uh, and and actually win. I don't think it's far fetched at all mm-hmm. for the Lions to go out there and and uh, and play well against San Francisco and win that game. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. And I think, you know, regardless of how, you know, Rams fans might feel towards the lions after that game, uh, everyone, if you're a Rams fan, you gotta be rooting for the lions this week. You can't root for the Absolutely Niners. Absolutely. Right. There, there's, <laughs> there, there's no universe where that's allowed. Uh, but I just wanted to get your thoughts because, you know, obviously you being in LA, you know, you've been able to see, you know, Matthew Stafford, obviously from the, the lions perspective and now with the Rams, um, I'm one of the believers that think he's going to play throughout his contract and maybe even get another cheap deal, like uh, not cheap, but like a shorter deal uh, afterwards. I think he really just loves football and I know he's banged up all the time, but he plays through it. Um, how do you see the longevity of Stafford? Do you see him going for another three, four years, or do you think it's time to start maybe looking at one of these quarterbacks in the draft and get ready for, you know, the, the inevitable. Well, I, if you asked me that question before the season started, I would have said, mm, this might be it for, for Matthew Stafford. This might be his last year. Uh, but then watching him play uh, this year, I think he, he played, what, he played 16 games, I think, this year, uh, or 15 or something. But, but the way he stayed healthy, but just watching his mannerisms and watching his play week in and week out, he did not look like a guy that was ready to retire. Yeah, and we look like a guy. Mannerisms, Rodney. I'm sorry. We well, need mannerisms for people who don't. Yeah. yeah, just watching his body language, and mm-hmm. you know, you can tell a lot about somebody when they're, you know, you watch their body language and how they feel going into the game, how they're, how they're commanding the huddle, how they mm-hmm. walk on the field, how they yeah. walk to the line of scrimmage, um, how they get up after a tough hit. 
you know, all those little things. And it looked like he rewound the clock about five years and was like, I'm good. Hit me all you want. I'm going to get up and get back to the huddle and call the next play. And, and it looked like, um, it looked like to me, guys, he, he went back and was having fun again. Yeah. He was having yeah. fun. I mean, I think when he first got here, the first year he got here, it was, everything was happening. Right. And he was having fun. Don't get me wrong. I think he had a ball. It was like, this is what it's supposed to be like, you know, yeah. and he got here, Sean McVay and the culture of the Rams and all those things uh, had a, had a great time. But I think the, that last year with the injuries, it wasn't, it didn't feel like it was fun for him. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think this year, and and when they got on that roll, they started playing well. You could see that he was starting to feel it a little bit. And when he's feeling it, um, there's not many people in the league that can throw the football better than Matthew Stafford. Mm, and, yeah, yeah. and that includes the Mahomes and anybody out there, Josh, anybody out there playing today. Um, <laughs> the talent-wise for him throwing the football when he's healthy is as good as anybody. Yeah, and, and Rodney, too, I want you to take us in a little bit because you said your brother was down on the field versus the Buccaneers, yeah. so you were on the field, so take us somewhere where no one else can go, please, just how loud that was. I mean, I heard it through the TV. I was telling Jake yeah. this. If you could hear it through the TV, you know what's crazy, and I also want to ask you this, too, with with just the, the preparation for, for Mike Evans, for that, that offense, and what did that look like for them? Because I was telling Jake, I saw Mike Evans come across that middle in the beginning of the series mm-hmm. when that interception happened, and it didn't look like he wanted that ball right there. I don't know what mm-hmm. you think, but I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it, it, first of all, it was loud. And you have to have a lot of preparation when you go into a dome stadium like that because you know uh, communication is going to be an issue. Um, I think it's not so much about the calling of the place because when you get to the line of scrimmage, you already have the mechanics down. Either you're going to clap or you're going to lift your legs or you're going to, you know, the guard is going to touch the center and you count one, two, three, and he snaps, or everybody's just looking at the ball. And so when the center snaps it, everybody's gone. The, the problem comes when you have to change the play or you get a look as, as Baker Mayfield would get a look and he's got to go, okay, I got to change this out. They got an eight, nine man front. I got to throw the ball. I can't run it right here. And then you got to communicate that to the wide receivers, to the running backs, you know, all under 40 seconds which is a difficult thing to do when the noise is so loud. So that, that can present some problems. But I think for the most part, I think the Buccaneers did a good job of, of, of really handling the crowd noise. Um, there were some occasions where it did get to them. The clock ran down low. They had to call a couple timeouts. But for the most part, I think they did a, did a pretty good job. But the Lions, just the intensity level, I don't think, um, especially early in that game, uh, the Lions were playing on a different level than the Bucks were. The Bucks yeah. eventually settled in, but the Lions, from an intensity level, coming out of that game, they were ready to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. you know, I think just watching the year, like just everything that went on, Kirk Cousins going down with an injury. Yeah. I mean, Burrow before we even started, you know, podcasting, getting ready for the season, he was already dealing with issues going on with him. It just seems like this year, more than other years in the past, a lot of quarterbacks were dealing with injuries and it really kind of showed you how important the backup quarterback position is. And when you look at this Rams team and you see the way Wentz played, as opposed to, you know, maybe ripping in, you know, week eight or whatever it was. Um, do you get a sense that the Rams would bring a guy like that back? Because normally they're not about to spend, I mean, like Baker, for instance, they weren't going to spend $8 million to keep Baker right. in horns. Could you see them going that route? Where do you kind of see that 
whole thing going? Because I think you need a backup behind Stafford. That's the bottom line. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Now, if you're now if you're 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 Buffalo, right, and you got Josh Allen who basically never gets hurt, then then you probably can get away with not paying a guy a lot of money or not having you know very experienced backup because he probably doesn't get a whole, hurt a whole lot. Mahomes kind of the same way. You get you can get a veteran guy that's not going to require a whole lot of money, um, and, and maybe a guy that's kind of you know been in the league a while that can come in without any any reps in practice and really perform and and come into a game if he gets hurt or play one game if he gets hurt, um, but not as a steady diet. But with Stafford and his history, I think it would be a disservice to the team if they didn't say bring a guy like Wentz back or have that guy that has that type of experience um, and is able to play a string of games in a row that have maybe have to play five, six, seven games during the course of the season. You know, if, if it's inexperienced, you can get away with playing one and, and, and that may work out. But when you yeah. got to play multiple games, you need a guy that, that has that experience. And I know, look, firsthand, I've been on both sides of that. I've been a starter in the league you know, for a number of years. And then I, I, I've been a backup where mm-hmm. and the reason I did last was because I didn't need the practice. I didn't need, you know, the, the time on the field. But if mm-hmm. something were to happen to the starter, then it wasn't going to be a big drop off if I came in the game and had to play multiple games. And why I think the Rams definitely need that. Why didn't you need the practice though, Ronnie? Please explain that to folks. Some people don't, yeah. I know you went to USC, you a sharp mm-hmm. brother, but yeah. just explain to some people like well, and, and that. Yeah, I don't say that I don't. You don't need practice because everybody needs to practice. Yeah. But as a quarterback, during the week of practice, the starting quarterback gets all the repetitions all in the practice, all, all of them. So yeah. the looks that you get, throwing the the routes and going through the plays, that's all the starting quarterback. He's getting all of that feedback because you want him to be so prepared for the game and not to be able to miss anything. So the backup, you know, when he has to, if he has to ever go in the game, he's going in cold. Yeah. He's going and not, hey, I, I didn't run that play in practice. I don't remember running that that particular route. I didn't throw that's, to my That's kids. no excuse. You know, I didn't throw that route to Puka Nakua. I don't know his mannerism because I didn't throw the route to him. This, so, is like, this is like pain. I'm crying through pain yeah. because of the experience, bro. Like, it doesn't matter if you didn't play. Like, you got to right. be able to ball or you're, you're asking cut. Sorry, you're out. Passing, but you're, you're, you're out. out. <laughs> and they don't care if you didn't have practice time or not. Mm-hmm. They put you in the game. You better, you better perform. And... And so the more experience you have, the more you can kind of rely on that. Okay, I'm just going to revert back to when I was playing. I understand what it's like on the field. Uh, you know, I don't have to take chances. I'm going to get the ball out of my hands. I'm going to move the chains. Um, and, and I'm going to protect the football because we yeah. do have a good defense. And I don't want to put our teams in harm's way. All those things come from being an experienced player, especially an experienced quarterback. And oftentimes you see the backup come into a game and all of a sudden – the playbook shrinks, you yeah. know, the backup gets, you know, gets nervous or he thinks he has to make the play and go win the game for him. And, and then like... he throws interceptions and whatever. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do all that. <laughs> Just be a quality guy that can help manage the team um, as long as you can. And, and that's what gets you over. But I yeah. definitely, to answer your question, yes, I think the Rams now, obviously they it, it, Carson Wentz is asking for starter kind of money. He's not going to get that. Yeah. No. But but to, but to pay somebody quality as your backup, you need it. How many times, as you just mentioned, do we see a team lose their quarterback and all of a sudden the season's gone? Yeah. Season's yeah. over with. The, 
the Rams a couple yeah. years ago. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm going to talk about the uh, the Ravens here really quick, Rodney. Talk about yeah. the art of uh, the quarterback, the art of the backup quarterback, and even mm-hmm. the black quarterback. That's a thing in the NFL. Ravens yeah. the first team to have three quarterbacks that are African African American, Tyler Huntley, <clears throat> yeah. able to manage a game and win games right from out. And I think that's a big deal. What are your thoughts on that after even watching the ESPN Philly Royalty with Dom Vignav, a Syracuse mm-hmm. guy with a Syracuse, yeah. brought you okay. up as well. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's really powerful to hear this. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, when I came in the league, there was only two, you know, that I could point to. Oh, it was, my it gosh. was Warren, Warren Moon and Randall Cunningham were the other two quarterbacks that were playing mm-hmm. in the league at that point. Wow. Um, and to see where it is now, like you mentioned, that, that the Ravens have three on their roster. Um, yeah. We're seeing you look up and, and you're seeing almost every other team's got a black quarterback, if not starting, either on their roster. So mm-hmm. it's – um. It's great to see because that narrative for so long was we were not allowed to play the position because we either either weren't smart enough, not sophisticated enough, couldn't handle the pressure. All of those things that they wanted to, to put on as narrative, um, people believed it. And we weren't getting the opportunity. We were asked to play wide receiver or asked to play defensive back. Um, but nowadays, uh, the way the game has changed, the way the game has changed, um, Teams are looking for guys that are more athletic playing the position. And you can benefit that way, which is giving a lot of black quarterbacks an opportunity to play the position more so than ever before. Yeah. yeah. And thank God. Thank God. I, yeah. And and I just have to say, I mean, I remember going through it like it was yesterday, the Lamar Jackson draft. Uh, I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft, and yeah. I didn't think it was remotely close. And I, I just I saw people that you know, I won't call them out by names, but you know, people that were former GMs in the call NFL. Them out, yeah. okay. Call them out. And uh, <laughs> I remember. I okay, remember. okay. Yeah. Well, Bill Polian, for one, yeah. was saying yeah. that he needs to play wide receiver. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that was so disrespectful, That's you know, because yeah. you watch him and you're like, you know, and then you know, people are saying he's Vic. He's he's not. I watch this guy and I'm like, this guy's a pocket quarterback in a running quarterback's body. Like he essentially yeah. wants to throw from the pocket. And, you know, you watch him and you're like, this, this guy has a chance, like he's going to be a superstar. You know, if he yeah. goes to the right you know, place that gives he him a shot. Syracuse highlights. He yeah. was hurdling Syracuse players all year. So, oh yeah. I had, I had to look yeah. through that. He's a good quarter, great quarterback. But like guys yeah. like that are, are needed. Like, like honestly yourself, like, you know, people like yourself are, are trailblazers in that because, you know, you might not realize it because you're just doing your job, mm-hmm. right? Like you're just like, yeah. all right, I'm a quarterback, but now people are looking up to you. And that's how it starts a whole movement. So, no, that's that's really cool. I mean, I I am I for one, I'm always speaking out against it because I think it's it's ridiculous. I mean, I, you, we still have the <laughs> we, we still you, have the, the we still have the BS stigma, and I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. I mean, well, L- Lamar's going to win his why. second MVP this year. He is, he is, and and to put that late, like you don't hear that label putting on anyone else. Steve Steve Young ran more than anybody else at quarterback with the first couple of years that he was in the league, but no one had called him. A running quarterback yeah um there, there are other guys that moved around and ran the ball but they called them quarterbacks as opposed to calling them oh he's a running quarterback or he's oh, wow. the black quarterback um so yeah it it, it, it was it has been a, a a tough struggle but the reason also is that you have so many of the old school mentality bill polians that are still mm. involved yeah. in organizations that, that yeah. mentality is still there. It's like, okay, I can't. It starts from the top. It's I top can't, down. Yeah, that's not what we want here at this particular franchise. And if it starts from the top, it trickles all the way down. 
And until those kind of old school scouts and old school GMs and old school executives are out of the league, then you're going to have a few teams that are out there that are going to still believe that a guy like Lamar Jackson should play a different position than quarterback when he's yeah. never played any other position before in his life. So why on earth would you go out there and say, oh, he should play uh, wide receiver. He should play <laughs> defensive back. He never played defensive back before. Oh. I didn't even know he's good. Yeah. made me so mad yeah. i love yeah. that he didn't run the 40 time because it pissed off yeah. all the yeah. old heads you know that they were yeah. sitting there like yeah. punching air and everything yeah. but like Absolutely. to your point you know it's 2024 like figure yeah. it out like move you know f- like i hate to break it to you but you're on the wrong side of history my friend you know what i'm and, saying like that's how they, i look at it you know it's the same thing with corporations and, yeah. too for people that, like, oh yeah people that don't play football who have never played football before this relates to business as well and people and Jake, it's we're Gen Zers and Gen Alpha Alpha uh, kids now. Rodney, you see this? We're doing AI. We're doing different stuff. And in this corporate America life, if you're if you're not willing to change and create uh, write written things with Chat GPT and stuff like that, you're gonna yeah. be out of there, man. And yeah. it's, it's the same thing, man. Any business has to have flexibility and diversity of thought. And if that's not the case, then it's Blockbuster yeah. versus Netflix, man. You better, it's the yeah. easiest. You better. <laughs> You better recognize it or you're going to be left behind. And you just mm-hmm. mentioned it, Blockbuster Netflix. They were kind of on that same tier. Netflix Netflix got it. Yeah. Blockbuster <laughs> didn't. I mean, it's the same thing we're seeing right now with Sports Illustrated, right? But have to oh, absolutely. Shut it down. I mean, that's an iconic brand and an iconic magazine that, we, that I grew up loving. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be on the cover at one point. And so yeah. I, I hold it tr- true and dear to my heart, but that's gone. You know, How does that got word out here in L.A. How does that affect LA, you out here? Yep. Um, what do you mean? What, in what just aspect? like with the you know with Sports Illustrated, I know you're you're doing um, radio, uh, television. You're in the space. I know yeah. you have colleagues that are affected. Like, uh, can you give yeah. us a little sneak peek what that looks well, like? Well, it's tough. It's tough because I do a radio show, and a lot of our guests that we bring on are beat writers for these different teams, or mm. or or writers for the LA Times, which which had a big layoff today. Um, oh, and, and guys from, from Sports Illustrated that have written there for man. years. Um, but you got to be able to diversify yourself, whether that be, you know, um, going to some of these digital meeting, uh, mediums, uh, yeah. podcasts, being a contributor on some of the shows that are, that are dealing with the NFL or NBA or Major League Baseball, because you've seen a lot of, you know, a lot of writers are being brought on to these shows to give their opinion. Um, but if, the old school way of doing things is just, it's gone by the wayside and you, you, you need to adapt. Mm. Yeah. Wow. No, that's, that's definitely well said. And um, yeah, I think one, one last thing I want to ask you before we wrap this thing up, you know, you've been, you know, obviously you went to USC and I think there's a lot of fans because I myself, I, I gotta mm. say, I started off the season. I wasn't a fan of tanking for Caleb Williams. Um, I do like USC, although I do have the Kansas Jayhawk in the background, but I do Uh like USC. And my thing is, I still think Caleb is, is a really talented quarterback. I just didn't want the Rams to tank for him. But my Mm -hmm. question for you, because you played that same position at that school and you've had a chance to likely see him. How good is Caleb? Are we talking generational? Are we talking, because I feel like, it's kind of, it went from he's generational. Everyone should now all of a sudden I'm hearing about Drake may I'm hearing about mm. Jaden Daniels. I'm hearing about JJ McCarthy. I don't know why, but I'm hearing about JJ McCarthy. I'm hearing yeah. Bo Nix. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like this happens every year. 
Where the guy that, you know, we, we talk about this guy and then people get distracted by other guys, but where are you on Caleb? Well, first of all, but to answer your question about the, the narrative on different guys, you know, different agents and marketing companies, have <laughs> their, their people, Drake Bay's got his, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Dan Daniels has got his, and they're going to always put that out there. Like, Oh, he's the next thing. Oh, he may have moved up the ladder. But at the end of the day, I think from the time he stepped on campus at USC and played that first game, people believe that Caleb Williams was the real deal. He obviously had a, a great freshman year at Oklahoma where he took over and, and became the starter and went, went, went like gangbusters and comes to USC and wins the Heisman Trophy. Um, but I think this year, to me, it, it proved even more as to why he should be the number one pick and he is the real deal is because USC wasn't very good. USC yeah. wasn't very good, especially on defense, and it was going to be a scoring battle for USC. They had to outscore yeah. everyone that they played. Notre Dame game, and then really? yeah, and then offensive, you know, offensively with the offensive line, they were not very good as well. So everything that USC did was put on Caleb Williams' shoulders, and not once did he complain about it, not once did he speak out about it. He just yeah. went out there and tried to do his job as best he could, and he made some unbelievable plays and had some some games where USC should have been blown out and they were in the game. Washington for one of them is one of them games that he put the team on his back. They didn't win it, but Oregon was another game where they, they went up there and everybody thought it was going to get blown out, but it wasn't for Caleb. They would have gotten blown out. So to be able to do that and put a team on his back like that with the tools that he has, um, he definitely, to me, if you're going to pick a quarterback this year and you don't take him, you're going to regret it you're really going to regret it. You pick somebody else, you're going to regret it. Because he's, he's got, not only has he got the physical tools, I mean, he definitely reminds, I know people say he's got a lot of Mahomes in him because he does, the creativeness, the arm, yeah. the arm talent that he has is, is that. But he also has got, you know, mentally, he's got the maturity, I think, to handle any situation. So that's why, you know, I'm, I'm like, hands down, he's the guy. And what still are some is of the, the negatives? Rodney, what are some of the negatives for folks out? Because I went to the Notre Dame game, Rodney, mm-hmm. and I was in that cold weather. And, you know, being from mm-hmm. California, getting out there, yeah. South being now, he throwing three interceptions to the same dude. Come on, bro. Yeah. You know, yeah. and for me, that, that hurt my heart. So, you know, what are some of the minuses and things that to watch out for at the next level? For Well, for like Caleb I said, I, I don't think – I mean, people went into the season thinking UFC was going to be challenging <laughs> for, you yeah. know, for a playoff berth where after you saw the first game, you knew that they were in trouble. Even though they yeah. started six and zero, they they had some issues, uh, and a lot of it. Notre Dame was not one of his better games, but I don't think you can look at that one game and make mm-hmm. the uh, an entire narrative on Caleb yeah. Williams. Um, if you take the totality of everything he's done, uh, to me, he stands out more so than anybody against mm-hmm. good competition that he played against. So um, to me, it's all of that the the physical things that you see, the mentally mental stuff that you see from him but also the intangibles that you see from him is why I think he is going to be a superstar in the league. Now, at the end of the day, it still <laughs> matters where you go. Yeah. It still matters where yeah, you yeah, land. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I happen to think Justin Fields can be a superstar in this league. I, I do too. He's in, he's in the wrong spot and the wrong mm-hmm. offense, and they put so much. They think he's Josh Allen right now, where <laughs> he can just throw the whole thing at him, and he's going he's gonna to save him. <laughs> and he's not quite there yet, right? He can be, mm-hmm. um, and I think he could be probably better, but I'm not sold that mm-hmm. he is not a top-notch quarterback. I just think Justin Fields needs the right atmosphere for him to thrive, yeah. 
And I tell you, if you throw, I don't care who you throw, you throw, you know, a lot of talk that they're going to get rid of Justin, they're going to draft Caleb, and Caleb's going to, it's not going to change the day. It's not no. going to change it drastically at all. They may, you know, they may move the needle to one or two more wins, but they're going to still have the same problems with the offensive line yeah. and protection and only having DJ Moore as their target or their receiver. Yeah. Um, <sighs> until they fix that, I don't care who you bring in at quarterback, they're going to struggle. Yep. So, I'm hoping that he goes to the right spot and he gets a, a good landing spot. Me too. No, I I absolutely agree, and I can't stress enough. I'm totally in that boat. I mean, if you look at Justin Fields' stats, he's like the modern day Michael Vick. I mean, it's almost identical. And the problem is, he has an offensive coordinator who called the same play uh, five times over. Don't don't yeah. get the play. The interception. Was- Shaq Barrett intercept. Oh, sorry, Rodney. I know your brother yeah. is on the team. Yeah. Levante oh, David no, told good. the news. He said, "Why would he?" I was at that game. He said, "Why would they throw the same screenplay in the red zone?" And Mercedes Lewis. I talked to him after uh-huh. the game. I said, "Mercedes, what happened?" He's like, "Yeah, the offensive line. They ain't got that dog in them. They ain't got that fight. You know, and he came from the from the Packers." So, hey. I hope he goes to a great situation. Rodney, like you mentioned, yeah. as black quarterbacks, a lot of times we get put in bad spots and they say, oh, God can't. Tyrod play. Taylor. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm praying. So, I'm praying. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it, it, it goes to it. And if he does end up at the Bears, that they uh, they uh, have a better offensive because I think they, they're, they're getting somebody new off, off from an offensive coordinator standpoint. So we will it. see what happens. <laughs> We will see. Uh, I wish, uh, selfishly, I wish Justin Fields hasn't put that much out on tape because I would love him to be behind Stafford long term. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that much because he could take over right after Stafford retires yeah. and imagine what he could do with McVay. Yeah. But uh, I think Rodney, that would be good for them. You know, I mean, obviously they're not going to get meaning the Rams not going to get one of these top three or four quarterbacks. But if yeah. they get somebody, you know, down the line a little bit, like, uh, and I think I think he's. I think he's really good. So, for instance, if they got – the Rams drafted somebody like Bo Nix, mm-hmm. right? I think Bo Nix sitting behind Stafford for two years, however long Stafford is going to be there, learning from Sean McVay, learning from Sean McVay, I think Bo Nix could be a superstar in this league because it could be the right spot for him. Uh-huh. Uh, because Bo Nix is, is a good enough athlete. I think people underestimate how good an athlete Bo Nix is and can run with the football. But his arm talent is as good as anybody's as well. Mm-hmm. So that kind of person sitting behind Stafford, because you're right, I think grooming someone, much like Jordan Love sat behind Aaron Rodgers and yeah. Aaron Rodgers sat behind <laughs> Brett Favre. I don't know if yeah. you got to sit for five years, but sitting for two to three years behind Stafford within McVay's system, I think it's a good thing for you, quarterback. Yeah, Stetson Bennett. I'm, I'm praying for yeah. Stetson Bennett. Was, he was hoping he was going to be that. He was going to be that guy. Mm-hmm. So hopefully next year it'll be a little bit different. And I like Stetson Bennett. I like what he did in college. I, I like, you know, everything about him. I'm just not sure. There's a little confusion about what is actually going on with him right now. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, Ronnie, really appreciate that. You got um, I've, I've been hearing Bo Nix a little bit, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. We're, you know, we're going to be diving into the film soon and doing our mm-hmm. draft coverage. So uh, excited to get into that, but Ronnie, thank you so much. Uh, you got probably got to have to have you uh, back sometime, you know, a lot Anytime, of fun talking guys. with you. Anytime guys, you got it. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You take care, man. All right, guys. Thanks. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.